Merry Christmas and welcome back to the water cooler. How you doing, you handsome devil? I'm great, man. So nice to chop it up with my boy on Christmas Day. What better way to cap up, cap it off? You know, it's just a it's a lovely day. It really is. It shout was out. a lovely day. Yeah. Shout out Bill hey. Withers. Great song. Birds win today. They sure did, man. Yeah, we'll get to it. I'm not pumped. By oh, then, be pumped. It's a, a win is a win. We'll get to it. But hey, Razors won. They're seven and eight. Guess who's pumped? You should be pumped. This guy right here. <laughs> you got that fucking sick tracksuit. That's got to be the best Christmas present you, you got this week. You can't beat it, dude. <laughs> Just fucking suited and booted, dude. Free Big Dom. You know what I'm saying? That's clean as a whistle. I got Nice little uh, bourbon here. Told Tia Lucy this is perfect for when I'm rec recording the pod. Told her I'd give her a little shout out. So love that. Keep cheers. that thing Let's on. Get it on. Cheers, big dog. We're gonna start it off with the. Uh, got to take a train. <laughs> start it off with the Baltimore Ravens on Christmas night. We wanted a Christmas miracle, and we got one. They went to Santa Clara and they fucking laid it down on the 49ers. 33 to 19. They were up 21 in the fourth quarter. Lamar was doing his thing. And Brock Purdy, before leaving the game with an injury, threw four interceptions. Yeah, congrats on uh, you know, I just want to have a quick moment of silence um for Brock Purdy's MVP hopes. That was fun while it lasted, but holy shit, did he not look good today? The Ravens defense was flying around, no pun intended soaring to the top of the bpr staying there you know just crazy performance by them they were impressive i going into the game i was like i think the ravens win a close one but i could see the niners coming out and having a performance like the ravens did tonight i didn't see it going the other way I, like the ravens impressed me a lot yeah me neither i said on the pod i couldn't imagine um, the Ravens blowing out the Niners, which it was a 14-point game, but that was a blowout. That was a fucking beatdown. Yeah. I could have seen it happening the other way, and for a second, it looked like it would. Kind of a weird start to the game. Lamar had that safety. The first score of the game was a safety. If you bet that, you're fucking rich. Uh, where he tripped over the ref who fell in the yeah. end zone. That was fucking whack. And then the Niners kicked a field goal after that. It was a 5 to nothing game, and it was like, oh, if they get rolling now, you know, another touchdown, it starts to get kind of just a weird start. Uh, but the Ravens fought back and they looked fucking good. Absolutely. It was, you know, like, like you said, dominant performance. Um, I will, I want to touch on this. The one thing that kind of worries me about the Ravens going forward, John Harbaugh is a pretty conservative coach. They kind of let teams hang around. Even in this game, like you said, they won by 14. The Niners were coming out of the two minute warning with a first and or a second and goal at like the one. And with all three timeouts, they were a yard away from getting it to a one-score game and having a chance to stop the clock and get the ball back to go tie it. Just, And it all stemmed from the Ravens, who were facing a fourth and goal at the one-yard line while winning 30-12, to 12, 18 points. And they took a delay a game and kicked a field goal to put them up by 21, extending a three-score game to a three-score game. Rather than, you know, why not go for it? You go up by 25. It's a four-possession game. It never even gets close. And it's never even in doubt from that point. I, I just, I don't get that. And even if you get stopped, you're still up by three touchdowns. And they're at the one-yard line. I just, yeah. it makes no sense to me. 
Yeah, especially with the way their defense was playing. And I mean, you know, that could be an easy safety right there. Or, you know, you're getting the ball back in good field position. I do get where he's coming from, though. You get the points while you can against a great team. Um, you know, to go up 21, in his eyes, it was probably the most they'll score is 21. With the, how much time was left in the game, it was like, worst case scenario, we're going to overtime. But then they did play super conservative, which they always kind of do. They play good defense and run the shit out of the ball, right? And that's kind of Lamar's game, too. But, yeah, I mean, I could definitely see that biting them in the ass. But if the defense plays like they did tonight, they're oh, yeah. going to be fucking fine against anybody. Yeah, if the defense plays like that, yeah. Kyle Hamilton just everywhere making plays, getting the picks. At halftime, they're talking to um, – I think it's Rodney Harrison. That's on the NBC show. And um, he's like, they'd be talking about, you know, guys like Kyle Hamilton and saying they're always around the ball. And he's like, that was called being really good. Like, and that's what it is. He's just – he's a stud. He flies around, makes plays. Yeah, that defense is legit. Yeah, he got hurt, though, late in the game, which hopefully it was nothing serious. He was already banged up. But uh, he's a stud, so hopefully he's back. They got a huge matchup next week against the Dolphins for the number one seed. Yeah, yeah. And you talked about those MVP odds. I, I think Purdy had gotten as high as minus 225. So you have to bet 225 to win 100 bucks, which at that point, that's like almost a lock, you know, yeah. going into the game. That was earlier in the week when I looked. He is now plus 600. Lamar has moved to minus 160. CMC has jumped up to number two at plus 400. Yeah, this this kind of performance is what would maybe get CMC the MVP because he still did his thing. They got beat pretty good. And if the Ravens go struggle with the Dolphins next week and Lamar has a poor game and CMC finishes strong, because next week he's going up against Washington, he might go for 250 and three touchdowns. And if Lamar slips up, then maybe it finally goes back to running back. It could. It absolutely could. And Purdy might miss a game. We'll see what his injury is. I don't even know what it was. Was it head? Yeah, I don't know what it was either, honestly. Just bad at football. They took him out. Yeah, it was kind of funny and kind of like everything that we've been saying all year as far as him as an MVP when Darnold comes in and just marches down the field and scores. It's like yeah. he's doing exact, exactly what Purdy did, just screen passes, slants, like all this little shit. And exactly. these guys are just fucking good at football. They're really good. They got He's got studs all over the field. All right, I think that wraps it up for that one. Any, any last notes? That was the big game of the week, uh, one everyone was looking forward to. Uh, it didn't disappoint. It was a fun game to watch. It kind of yeah. came, made a little comeback, made it interesting, but the, the Ravens looked like the better team. Yeah, ultimately, I think what it does um, for me, which we'll get to the rest of the NFC, um, it says a lot more about the Ravens and how legit they are than like being a major concern for the Niners. Like There were definitely concerns that popped up, but I would be – I'd be willing to bet that – this is a more like a Super Bowl rematch than like a red flag for the Niners going forward. Yeah, I absolutely think that could happen. But the problem is, it, we've another thing we've been saying all year, which we were kind of wrong about Purdy. We've been saying, hey, wait till you get to the playoffs. And remember what happened with Jimmy G, all this shit. Same, same Niners, different fucking year. He did it before he even got to the playoffs. So what are you going to do when you get into a big game against yeah. the Eagles or the Cowboys, even in the NFC Championship or whoever's in that game? If they're taking the playbook from the Ravens or when they lost to the Browns, like these really good defenses are giving him a shit ton of trouble. It's going to be a problem. So we'll see. We'll see what uh, what he can do to bounce back. But 
if I'm the Ravens, I'm feeling fucking really good. And anyone else who watched that game in the NFC, you know, maybe you have a little bit of a recipe on how to yeah, get out. Exactly. Speaking of those NFC contenders, next up, we got the New York Giants, not contenders, head to Philly where they got beat by the Eagles 33-25. to Birds moved to 11-4, and tied with the Niners for the number one seed in the NFC, right? But the Niners had a tiebreaker? Yep, exactly. Okay. Uh, it was a dominant start for the Eagles. They were up 20-3 to at halftime. Walk us through it. What the fuck happened? Yeah, it was, you know, like we talked about in the preview, I was like, if, you know, I said if when the Eagles come out and dominate this game, I'll be all the way back in. And that's how I felt first half. They looked great. Defense was making plays. Um, you know, they – we're looking solid on offense, get spreading the ball around, making plays. Twenty to three going into half. You know they got a field goal right before half, and I'm like, oh, you know, we're getting the kickoff here. The game's about to get out of hand. And what happens? Opening kickoff for the second half. Boston Scott runs into his lead blocker, fumbles. Giants get it, score a touchdown, and it's twenty to ten. You're like, okay, that sucks, you know. And then all of a sudden, you know, they can't get anything going on offense once again and giant score it's 20 to 18 and you're just like okay here we go you know another stressful game you know i saw on twitter eagles twitter is classic after you know any game whether it's a win or a loss but this one they're like only the eagles could manage to you know pull out the win and still find a way to ruin christmas and that's how i felt i was just i literally was like watching the game just blankly i was like i'm not this team gives me like more stress than joy. I don't, you know, they don't look like a real threat to anything going forward. So I don't want to buy into them and have them rip my heart out in a couple weeks. You know, it's like they say in Ted Lasso, it's the hope that kills you. So you're a Raider fan. You're seven and eight. It's you go into that game against the chiefs. Like who fucking cares? I think they're going to give them a good game. They're probably going to lose, but let's just give them hell boys. You know, I don't yeah. expect them to win every week. Now you got a little taste of that. You know, the Eagles won a Super Bowl a few years ago. They're trying to go back this year. And it's fr- that's like five in a row that are not good performances despite getting a win this week. But it's those expectations. And you, they are expected to be one of the two or three best teams in the NFC and, and make a run at a Super Bowl. And that's the hard part is once you start getting in that upper echelon, it's like, fuck, you can't beat the Giants by eight at home. Exactly. They didn't and cover. They, they didn't cover. Yeah, great teams cover, and that's the thing, though. Like, I will say this. The defense looked significantly better today, and if you didn't really watch the game, you see, oh, 25 points. But the Giants, like I mentioned, they got that touchdown off of a 13-yard drive off that kickoff fumble, and then Hurts threw a pick. a hilarious fumble, by the way. (laughs) That guy got bodied. He got fucking manhandled back into his own returner, who didn't know what the fuck hit him. He was not expecting that, and just gave the ball away. Brutal, brutal. And then uh and then hurts through the pick six that made it a two-point game. And it was like, you know, the defense realistically, they gave up the one long touchdown, like the the big play that uh cut it back to a five-point game. And you know, the same shit just strikes the Eagles where they can move the ball a little bit and then they're settling for field goals. Shout out Jake Elliott, he might be the Eagles MVP. <laughs> All right. So we got two more games left in the year. Like I mentioned, it's Niners, Eagles tied at 11 and four Eagles would need to to win out and Niners lose a game for them to get the one seed. Yeah. Niners need to lose a game. Niners got Washington next week. Eagles got the Cardinals. 
I'm sure they'll both, both be sitting at 12 and four. Then that last week, Eagles got the Giants again. Um, and the Niners got the Rams, which could get a little interesting because the Rams have been playing really good. Um, but I, I don't expect the Niners to lose either of those games. Um, Can we talk about this scenario really quick? The Eagles are the two seed and the Rams are the seven. I don't think that's a game you want. I, no, I don't. They look fucking good. I'm not going to lie. I don't. Yeah. Ooh, that would be some shit. Let's yeah. not talk about that. Moving yeah. on. <laughs> we got what we called our beer bet this week. It was the Las Vegas Raiders going to Kansas City on Christmas Day against the Chiefs. The big bad Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. And I said, the Raiders are going to fucking cover. They were a disrespectful 10-point underdogs. And what they do? They came out and win. Nice little beer bet. So thank you, sir. I'll be collecting one of these the next time I see you. I think, what do you have? I got you. Um, Yeah. I, you know, I'm a victim to thinking the Chiefs are going to figure it out. And they're just not. They're not good. Their offense is not good. It looked like shit all day. They couldn't get anything going. Respect to the Raiders for playing hard. Antonio Pierce got those guys ready. The defense been making plays the, these last few weeks. Um, but ultimately, this is a Chiefs problem because, like, that the, that receiving core, aside from Rasheed Rice, Kelsey looks washed. He he's, looks terrible. He's throwing his helmet around. He's 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 gonna he's gonna ride off into the sunset. Also, on that topic, real quick, I was trying to look up. Um, I was trying to look up the video of him throwing the helmet on Twitter. And you search Travis Kelsey right after it happened. Everything's about him and Taylor Swift. You search, I had to search like Travis Kelsey helmet and then like scroll a couple just to find the video soon after it happened. So the Swifties still got his back. They, they got much <laughs> love. Crazy. Did you see though the video where um, it was like a staffer went and picked up his helmet after that and was trying to bring yeah. it back to him and Andy Reid grabbed it from him. He's like, no, don't give it back to him. And then he went and like pushed Kelsey. I was like, that's a good coach, though. You know, you gotta, he knows that guy pretty fucking well. They've been together long enough. Oh, yeah. Like, Go pick up your own fucking helmet, you pussy. Yeah. I Probably love said. Andy Reid. Love Andy Reid. Uh, Travis has talked multiple times on his podcast about how Andy Reid, like, talks to him like a dad. Like, like don't do not do that. Don't do that. Like, and yeah, that was another example. But, yeah, ultimately, hey, you know, shout out Aiden O'Connell. Didn't complete a pass in the second, the third, or the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Get the job done. That defense scores on back-to-back plays. Just impressive stuff. Just do your job, go win the game. You know, he didn't need to do anything special except to hand the ball off 20 times in the second half. But 65 yards uh, passing in the first quarter, not a single fucking yard after that. Love it. That was a beautiful way to go win it. And, you know, I'll be honest, after they lost to the Vikings, they got shut out. What a weird fucking stretch for the Raiders. They fire McDaniel's bitch ass. AP comes in talking about Compton, talking about NWA, goes, wins his first game, wins back-to-back games against bad teams. Things are starting to look up, you know. They lose to the Chiefs. I think they lost to the Dolphins. Tough stretch. And then you get shut out against the Vikings. It's like, all right, this guy's probably not it. We got to move on. Then you put up 63 the next week. Then you go to Arrowhead and beat the fucking Chiefs. Yep. What a wild ride it's been. And I'm not going to lie to you. I was on the fucking playoff predictor. Like, what do we got to do to get in? And there's yeah. a path. There's like multiple paths. We could do it. I hope it happens. On a scale of 1 to 69, how bad do you want 
Antonio Pierce to be the head coach next year. 69. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. That's a fucking, that guy is a Raider head coach. Like he needs a chance. I don't I care how you have to work it out. Hopefully you can do a, a short term, like, you know, not a mega deal. Like the guy hasn't been a head coach before, so it shouldn't come down to that. You have to absolutely give him a chance. Got to get that guy on the fucking sidelines next year. He's a Raider. I agree. I agree. All right. You got your phone situated, dude. Come on. Yeah, dude. My bad. That's on me. I've been drinking. <laughs> next up, we got the New England Patriots going to Denver on Sunday night football. It was Christmas Eve and the Patriots pulled off the upset 26 to 23 over the Broncos in Denver. I think it's a little bit of Bill Belichick saying, hey, here's a big fuck you to the whole organization because he knows he's on his way out. It's kind of been reported. Pretty much everybody knows at this point. He says, I'm going to move you down that draft order a little bit. Yeah, I think this is his swan song here. He was so good at tanking. He said, you know, I'm here for the ride. I'm going to get us Caleb Williams next year. They said they want to part ways. So I'm gonna win a couple games then on my way out. I'm gonna stack. I'm gonna stack my win total, and then I'm gonna ride off to LA and join uh, Justin Herbert, save his career. So, uh, um, but yeah, this was you know, I I feel dumb for like buying into the Broncos a little bit because they looked solid. They were playing. They beat a couple good teams in that stretch. They won what five games in a row, and then lately it's just back to the same shit. Like Russ looks like. He's on. He's got to be on his way out. Sean Payton just out there looking like an asshole. You know the 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 shit he pulls plays when you're winning games. When you're when your team's good. When your team's bad, you just look like an asshole. Yeah, he did look like a prick on the sideline. That was a weird game. There was just I feel like there was a lot of like weird turnovers, just some funky shit going on. I was kind of drunk after Christmas Eve. You know, just yeah. getting after it all day. But uh, it just was. Just a sloppy, messy game on both sides. Really, I think it just came down to two bad teams. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So Broncos, I know I just said the Raiders have a path at 7-8, but Broncos pretty much done. Patriots done. Uh, Raiders have the tiebreaker over the Broncos, though, so how do you get past that? You don't. Don't they they play? play, Yeah, they play each other the last week, and the Raiders are going to win that, so, yeah. All right, moving on. We got the Dallas Cowboys going to Miami where the Dolphins pull off the win right at the end, 22 to 20. Dolphins move to 11 and four, Cowboys 10 and five. So Eagles retake the lead in the division there in the NFC East. And it was a great game. It was, you know, one of those instances where it's like, oh, are the Cowboys going to choke here? And they, they, Dak had a great drive to come down, take the lead with like what, two minutes left, three minutes mm-hmm. left, something like that. Uh, but then the Dolphins came back, kicked a field goal and, and won the game. So yeah, not, not a bad showing for either team. Just someone had to win. Yeah, not not terrible for either team. But I will say the way the Cowboys lost last week, I would have liked to see more out of them bouncing back this week, especially with, you know, the Dolphins were missing a lot of linemen. They had Tyreek banged up. He didn't look great out there. Um, opportunity to, you know, come back after a tough game with the bills who the bills had backs against the wall. You know, that was a tough spot for them. They're talented um, on the road, you know, tough game, but the dolphins, dolphins, uh, dolphins and Cowboys are kind of similar in a way in regards to like, this game was going to kind of tell me who I could take kind of seriously going forward in the playoffs. And now to me, it's, I see, you know, the dolphins being the ones that could realistically, 
get to that AFC championship game, maybe and the Cowboys looking like, you know, the team that is probably looking at a divisional round exit. Yeah, I agree. Um, but it was it was in Miami and they lost by two. So I mean if that's in Dallas, maybe it flips the other way. So I think they played fine, but I think both those teams are more on the not Super Bowl contenders side. They both have some flaws and now Waddle's gonna be out for a couple games, it sounds like. We'll see what's up with that. Tyreek's banged up. Um, and then the Cowboys, I, I saw a shot today. It was like point differential against the winning teams. And it was like the Niners and Ravens, super high point differential against losing teams. Cowboys are like plus 150. Like they've just beat the shit out of a lot of bad teams. And so they've looked really fucking good doing that. But you don't get to play those teams in the playoffs. And the Dolphins have kind of done the same thing, really. So yeah. they're probably both going to win a game and then run into a better team in the playoffs. Yeah, that's all right. Someone's got to win the games. <laughs> Next up, we got the Arizona Cardinals going to Chicago where the Bears pulled it out 27-16. to 16. Game that doesn't really fucking matter for anything. Yeah, this game don't mean shit. Um, Fields was solid. Um, continues to display like maybe he should get another shot, um, which I'm here for. He's at least definitely done enough to – if the Bears – had their only their own pick, this wouldn't even be in question. There, there'd be no doubt that he would get another shot next year. But the fact that they have a pick that will be the number one pick, you have a quarterback that looks like he may be an all-time guy, that's what's making this conversation happen. And I could see the Bears saying, you know, Fields, thank you. You've, you looked solid, but we're going to ship you off. You're going to get another opportunity somewhere, and we're going to just take, you know, one of the better court, uh, quarterback prospects that's come through in a while, which is fair. Um, but yeah, Fields has definitely shown enough to get an opportunity somewhere else. Cardinals, I don't know. They just, they're pissing me off that they're going to win exactly three games when I bet, you know, <laughs> they, they should have only won two. Like they, what, fuck the Steelers for that, you know? But, uh, yeah, I don't know. And the Cowboys. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. Yeah. No, I agree though with, with Fields. He's looked good. And even Kyler has shown some promise since he came back from his injury. Didn't look that good this week, but. Both of those guys, I think you get to a point where you have a high draft pick and it's an opportunity to just reset the salary cap, right? Because you have, you want to pay Fields $30 million or whatever he's going to make, or do you want to get uh, Caleb Williams and pay him fucking rookie minimum and then build around him? Because they do need to be able to build around and build the roster up. So I think ultimately that's going to be the deciding factor. I just hope that if both of those guys get dealt, they get get Delta places where they are going to start because fields, especially like, I want to see what this guy can do with a real squatter. He's fucking yeah. fun to watch. Oh, yeah. I, I'm kind of over it with Kyler. We know what he is. He's a good quarterback. Like he deserves a start in the NFL, but I want to see fields with a legit shot. Yeah, me too. Me too. All right. Next up, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars going to Tampa Bay. Huge win for the bucks as they moved to eight and seven with a 30 to 12 win. Jags dropped to eight and seven. And we got both those teams right on the cusp of the playoffs right there. Baker Mayfield doing his thing. Trevor Lawrence looked like shit through a couple picks before getting benched due to injury. I think they're saying his shoulder, but maybe it was just because he didn't look good. What do you think? Crazy stuff over there. Both these NFC South and AFC South divisions are just wide open. Teams tied at eight and seven. I don't know, man. The Bucs been playing well lately and – Jack's been struggling major. Like the the Bucks jumped them from the start in this one. Was never really close. Um, and it was a huge spot for them to, 
you know, kind of bounced back. They got Lawrence in the lineup. You felt like, okay, maybe, you know, maybe things are going to be all right this week. And no, it wasn't even, wasn't even close. Yeah. We've been bagging on the NFC South all year. It, Cause they are what the AFC South was for like five years straight. Then like, what was it, like 2012 around there, but the AFC South fucking sucks all the way around. Like since CJ Stroud has been hurt. Now we have three teams tied at eight, seven, every team in the AFC South has a, a negative point differential on the year. So it's just not good teams. Right now the yeah. Jags are first due to a tiebreaker, uh, but they've lost four in a row. Trevor Lawrence doesn't look good. ETN didn't look good. Like the offense didn't look good against a Bucks team that has given up a shit ton of points. Yeah. So interesting to see how that one plays out. You could have the fucking Colts end up winning that division. And then on the Bucks side, they're eight and seven. Uh, so they got a game lead on the Falcons and the Saints for seven and eight. I think they're going to do it. I think they're going to win that division. Yeah, it, it seems that way, honestly. I, they've been playing well. Mike Evans just continued to ball out of control. First ball Hall of Famer. I'll stand on that forever. And, um, yeah, they, they're a playoff. They, they look 100% the part of a playoff team. And, you know, we we're bagging on, like you said, we we're bagging on the division so much. They look like, if I'm a five seed, I don't love the idea of going and playing at Tampa Bay week one. Yeah. No, they, they're hot right now. Like they could score with anybody, it seems like. So you better fucking bring your bring your guns, put up some points if you're going there. Exactly. All right. Next up, we got the Cleveland Browns going to Houston, where they beat the Texans 36 to 22. Uh Joe fucking Flacco, dude. Am I reading this right? He threw for 368 yards. That guy's gotta be 45 years old, just fucking doing his thing. Has the Browns looking like I mean, they're gonna make the playoffs for sure. They're locked in now, I think. Uh, but they could actually cause some trouble. They could fucking upset a team in the playoffs. They got an absolutely amazing defense when everyone's healthy. And if Flacco can do this kind of shit, Amari yeah. Cooper had 11 catches for 265 yards and two touchdowns. Are you fucking kidding me? That's all they need the offense to do. The defense can handle it from there. Oh, yeah. That that defense is so elite, especially if they're healthy, like you said. And um, Flacco made some throws, man, that are just like, it was incredible. He's he's it's kind of a testament to like the the comments like Tom Brady made earlier, like last week or whatever, like the quarterback play just being down in general. The fact that Joe Flacco can come in off the street, 38 years old, one of the better arms, like at his peak, he had incredible arm and he's obviously still got that. And the fact that he comes out and is putting up numbers like this and making throws like this that, you know, over half the league just can't do. And he's doing that off the couch at 38 years old. It does kind of tell you that the quarterback position's down a little bit in general. Um, but that being said, like the Browns, I don't know, man, they, they're a legit threat. And we've talked about this before, but they're so much easier to root for now that Deshaun's not playing. Oh yeah. It's fucking way better. He just looks like a predator too. I hate that guy. Joe Flacco just looks like a, well, I wouldn't get it out, but he <laughs> just looks like a nice guy. So we got next up the Packers go to Carolina. This was a fucking fun one too. Thought the Packers would roll here, but the Panthers put up a fight. Packers eventually pull it out 33 to 30. Bryce Young had easily the best game of his NFL career. Uh, gave you some promise if you're a Panthers fan going forward. And for the Packers, they kept that little bit of playoff hope alive. Yeah, solid back-to-back performances for the Panthers. Um, you know, they were in this thing. They got it close late. Just 
fuck the Packers because I bet them. I was so confident in them. I thought Panthers did their thing last week. They're going to struggle, which they did early. Packers got up big early, but they just suck. They're not They're not a very good team. Jordan Love had shown moments um, early in the year, starting to get a little concerning again. But, you know, they put up points today. Aaron Jones actually looked solid out there, but they're not a playoff team. They're, they're not going to be able to find a way to sneak in. No, I don't think so. I think they're like 11th right now. There's just so many teams jumbled up right there that they would have to pass. And like I said, they're just not that good. Like as a team, they're just not very good. So uh, that game probably doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Uh, Bears would probably just prefer if the Panthers rolled over and died already, though, because they need that to be the number one pick, which it should still be. uh, But why are you fucking around like that? You know, exactly. Next up, the commanders go to New York. This was a fucking wild one. Jets pull off the win 30 to 28. They were up 27 to 7 at halftime. Commanders came storming back. They benched Sam Howell, right? Brought in Jacoby Brissett for the second week in a row. And he looked fucking great again. I don't know why they keep going back to Howell. The guy is just not it. He turns the ball over like a fucking bakery making turnovers over there. Turnovers. But uh weird game. That's the fucking Jets gonna do what they do. Trevor Simeon. Not a very good quarterback. They got up big off some some weird shit early. Brees Hall doing his thing. And then they just fell apart. Yeah. Weird, weird game. Two teams that are, you know, not sure where they're at, I imagine. But ultimately it came down to the Jets being the team that had the best, you know, the best uh roster overall. And I told you guys on the on the uh preview pod that over was like 37 coming in. I was like, this game's going to be weird. There's, it's just too, they're both too like weird of teams for it to not get weird, not a hand. And that's ultimately what happened. You know, the jets went up big early, like you said, 27, seven and a half and commanders battled back. And ultimately I, I believe they even took the lead. I think the jets got the field goal late. Um, yeah. 64 yarder from Greg, the Lake. You live up to that name. Am I reading that right? 54. No, 54. Bill, man, what a fucking boot. Greg the leg, dude. Get some readers too, by the way, Greg, that can't see over there, dude. They always say guys with Greg, big legs, if you know what I'm saying. Mm. Next up, we got the Lions going to Minnesota, where the Lions pulled off 30 to 24. They pulled it, they go to 11 and 4 on the year. And for the first time in 30 years, the division champs, you see Dan Campbell's speech after the game. I I, I actually didn't. Can you? Oh, he just, he just brought the lads out. He just said, you fucking work. I'm so fucking hard. Just like, fuck, 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 fuck. Uh, it was great to see, though. He was like nearly in tears. You could tell he's just pumped up. There were some haters in the comments, like, acting like they won a Super Bowl. For the Lions to win that division this year? I mean, that was their Super Bowl. And they're going to go to the playoffs and, and hopefully win a game and then fucking see what happens. Exactly. This here, this goes for any level of ball, any whatever. Celebrate your shit, man. Score a touchdown. Celebrate that shit. Fuck acting like you've been there before. You might not be there again. Celebrate it. The Lions haven't won shit forever. And so Dan Campbell can celebrate however he wants. He's a passionate-ass dude. I don't... You know, here's to Dan. Let's let's drink one for Dan, right? The Dan, hell yeah, But you know, it's I don't know the Lions, like we've talked about, and we kind of nailed this in the preview. Like, it's not really 
this is a team they're better than. They're definitely better than the Vikings. They're obviously a worse team on the road, but it's not really a true road game because they're in a dome. thing that still concerned me, they're going to get that two or three seed. They're going to play that first week home game. They'll probably, you know, hopefully they win a shootout. Honestly, I'd like to see him move on. But then that next week, they're going on the road. I don't know. They really they need to bank on the two seed. I don't know how the tiebreaker works with the, them and the Eagles, to be honest. Um, I haven't looked into that. But I think I do believe the Eagles would have the tiebreaker if they finished with the same record, um, which would make the Lions the three seed come to Philly, um, assuming both teams win that round one. You know, not that the Eagles are better than the Lions by any means right now, but if that game's in Philadelphia and it's 30 degrees and windy, I I like the Eagles' chance to mess that up a little bit. That's looking way ahead, but that's kind of my concerns in, on the Lions in general, just overall. It's just interesting coming from a guy who basically said the Eagles are fucking trash. Well, I think you, I, someone in my group chat said Jalen Hurts is cooked. I don't know who that could have been. <laughs> not the guy with the Jalen Hurts jersey on right now. No, could not be me, dude. We're, hey, we're all looking for the guy who said it, dude. <laughs> all right, next up, we got the Seattle Seahawks going to Tennessee. Man, we were all over this one with the Seahawks going to roll, going to put up fucking 30, win by two touchdowns. This was a big letdown for them. They barely pulled out in the end, 20-17 to 17 over the Titans. It almost went to overtime. Titans were driving at the end of that game to try and kick a field goal. Couldn't get it done. Uh, just a concerning game if you want to be a playoff team. You can't go play the Titans like that. You just can't do it. They played the Lions week one. They're going to get fucking rolled in, in Detroit. Yeah, I agree. Just a disgusting, disgusting performance there. Um, Thor, I'm sure you're listening to this. I'm, I know you were pumped being at that game when an intense game, um, you know, Good teams win, great teams cover. Seahawks are not a, not a threat going forward, man. They beat my birds. I get it, dude. So that's whatever. That's neither here nor there. All I have to say is I'm mad. I bet them multiple ways, especially once I found out Thor was going to be in the building. I was like, they're going to win this big. And they just shit the bed. Titans are not good. They're no good. That parlay that you put in for me, I had the Seahawks three and a half, huh? Yeah, I was watching that game. I was like, okay, they pulled it out. I was like, oh, I think I have three and a half. So I'm pretty sure my whole fucking weekend is ruined. Thanks yeah. a lot, Seahawks. Exactly. Gosh. I don't think there's anything left to say on them. You know, th they could sneak into the playoffs, but it's going to be a tough uphill battle from there. Yeah, I believe they're in as of now. Um, but yeah, it's still going to be still going to be a tough spot. They, you know, big win, big win back to back weeks. Um but it'll, yeah, like you said, I don't, I don't envision them as much of a real threat going forward. Next up, we got the Indianapolis Colts heading to Atlanta, where the Falcons pulled out twenty nine to ten in a game I was way wrong about. I thought the Colts were going to handle business there. Falcons though keep the season alive, move to seven and eight, one game back of the Bucks in the playoffs. Colts fall into that three way tie with the Jags and Texans atop the AFC South. So pretty big game as far as playoff implications go. Falcons fucking rolled here. Yeah, they they did. And, you know, I'm pretty impressed by the performance. They switched back to Heineke and, you know, it worked out for them. Game was close early, but ultimately Falcons defense stepped up, made plays and, you know, kind of kept them down. I'm mad at myself because in the preview I got, you know, we were like talking, talking about it and, we both hate Arthur Smith. We both hate what he's doing over there. 
So I think we almost hate thought that like the Colts are just going to handle this. And it was almost like a, we thought, we thought with our, you know, we thought with our feelings, we thought it with our emotions rather than really thinking, because when we looked, looked at the line, we said, this line makes no sense. Why is it like this? And I think I even said, you know, we we're feeling this way. We'll, let's bet the Colts to win by a field goal, which means, you know, Vegas definitely has this line, right? We should probably bet the Falcons, you know, to win big. And, and that's what happened. I don't know. Tough, frustrating, but yeah, at least they're sitting the game out of the playoffs. I don't want this team in the playoffs. What sucks is it'd be cool if the team was in the playoffs and just not Arthur. Cause I'd like to see Deshaun in there doing his thing. <laughs> That's a great point because, yeah, that has nothing to do with the team. I would like to see the team in the playoffs, but, yeah, I don't want to see the way the team plays in the playoffs. He won't He won't get fired if they make the playoffs. Yeah. 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 Other than that, not much else to talk about here. Colts were without Michael Pittman, no Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I don't even think Zach Moss played. Uh, or no, J- JT did play. That's right. But Zach yeah, Moss didn't play. So just a weird game. Uh, two teams that are just up and down all year. Weird divisions. Uh, just don't play great football, but somehow find a way to keep winning. So yeah. we'll see yeah. how those last two weeks shake out. That's going to be the two divisions to watch. It's going to be really fun to see how those break down. Definitely. Next up, we're moving to Saturday, December 23rd, the Christmas Eve E doubleheader. The Buffalo Bills head to L.A. where they beat the Chargers 24-22. to Thought that one would be a little bit more of a gap, but uh, Chargers had that little – Bump from firing Brandon's daily, I think. That's what was going on there. That was 100% what was going on. It was, a you know, the, the bad boss is gone type performance early. Um, and, you know, they were in that thing. But Bills ultimately scored late to to win it. And just a huge game for them because now they're sitting at 9-6. and six, Looking real good going forward. Should be able to get in the playoffs. And that's 100% a team you don't want to see if you're one of the AFC uh, division winners because that's not that's not your uh, average wild card there. Yeah, you could be looking at a situation where it's like Bills Chiefs first round or Bengals Chiefs first round. One of, like That would be fucking shitty for the Chiefs. Uh, we'll see how it all breaks down. It's tough to like speculate right now. Bills Dolphins even. Imagine winning your division and you have to play the Bills at home and get bounced in the first round. That'd be a tough scene, but I absolutely don't want to play the Bills first round if I'm anybody. Uh, that's why that number one seed is so important right now. Both both conferences kind of have good teams surging at the right time and making some very interesting matchups that could happen in the playoffs. Yeah. And then, like we said on the Chargers, I think it's just these guys like, hey, we just want to be clear. like We weren't the problem. The coach fucking sucked. Look at this. We only lost by two this week. You know, We're, we're good at football. Yeah, I agree that. And that's kind of how it played out. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's just, yeah. Interesting, interesting stuff there. All right. Next up, the last game of the week, we got the Cincinnati Bengals going to Pittsburgh. The Steelers put the fucking beat down on them. They made Jake Browning look like a backup quarterback winning 34 to 11. Our boy Browning was on a roll. How, how many had they won in a row? Uh, they had won. He hadn't lost. Yeah, he hadn't lost as a starter. He won three in a row, and then he threw three picks this game. The Steelers' defense was all over him. They are some fucking nasty boys. And Mason Rudolph came into town on Christmas Eve Eve, got the fucking job done, had all the receivers, had the offense humming. Pickens had four catches for a, 195 yards and two touchdowns. They looked like a whole new team. 
Yeah. That pick and stat line is ridiculous. That's like, that's some like young Randy Moss shit right there. And he is not, I would you can't say yeah. that. Oh, come on. You can't, you can't say that, but he is like, he does have an, an incredible level of talent. Um, and I'm sure him and Deontay were both recharged by the change at quarterback. Um, but yeah, you know, we missed, we missed another classic Mike Tomlin spot. Like every, like the Steelers were done. They're buried. They're like, this is finally it. Then they're home underdogs against a backup quarterback, you know, division opponent. Of course they're going to come out and win that game. It's, it's obvious. It's clear and obvious, but you know, that's hindsight talking is what it is. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know what else to say with that one. I still like the Bengals more the rest of the year. Um, I think that was just a tough. They ran into a fucking very good defense on a bad day to run into them, and then Pickens made like two plays that swung the whole game. You know, exactly. Going forward, who are the Steelers going to turn to at quarterback? Oh yeah, it's got to be Mason Rudolph. But I mean, it has to be. But next week is going to look like shit, and they're going to switch the pick at halftime, and it's going to be a fucking mess all over again. Yeah, and. You know, what's going to happen is the Steelers are going to probably lose next week, and then they'll be at 8-8 eight and eight going into the last game. They'll win on some weird shit, get to 9-8, and eight, and, like, everything else will have worked out perfectly. They'll get the seven seed. They'll go on the road that first week and, like, ugly up a game and ultimately lose by, like, 10, and you'll be like, wow, they put up a battle there, you know? And that's just what the Steelers do. they do the same shit next year. Can't wait for it. That wraps it up for – fucking week 16 we only got two more weeks left until the playoffs so every game matters right now if you're our team in contention in the hunt like the las vegas raiders are technically still in the hunt uh but it should be super fun i'm sure we got some huge matchups next week that we'll get to before we get to all those games let's hit this thursday night game because before we talk again this one will play out on the field trying to load it up right now oh we got a doozy we got the New York Jets. Where'd it go? Mother effer. Browns. Just six and nine going to the Cleveland Browns where Joe Flacco, Mr. Primetime himself, is ready to take the Browns to 11 and five on the year if they win this game. That, that seems fucking crazy to me. That does seem crazy. I'm sure they'll, they'll win this game. I, you know, I don't know what it is right now, to be honest, but I'd love to bet the under on that. I, I think, I think Flacco. Coming off, you know, Flacco on a short week. Like we said, he's a little older, you know. Short week, playing against a really good defense that's been humming lately. Um, I just imagine it's going to be tough for them. I don't think the Jets are going to win this game. I don't think they have the offense to win this game because the Browns' defense has been very good too. But I think the spread was at like seven. Um, and yeah. That feels a little little high. Browns are seven-point favorites with an over-under of 35-and-a-half. Mm-hmm. Um Seven, you think it's high? I like the Browns there. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I just think it feels to me like it's going to be like a 16-10, 13-10 type game. I don't. I, I can't see the Browns scoring a lot of points, honestly. The only thing, I, I do agree, like the Jets' defense is really good. Um, but that Browns' defensive front will get after it. And I don't care what quarterback the Jets put back there. They're all afraid, <laughs> like right now. Oh, yeah. They're all yeah. getting fucking killed and – making terrible decisions seeing ghosts right the famous zach wilson quote so no matter who they have back there it's gonna be a fucking tough day for them yeah and i guess that's kind of how i feel because the brown i mean the jets front is very good too and i can't i kind of feel like that's my 
Flacco will never be scared. Don't get me wrong. No. But he's coming off of a short – like he'll be coming off a short week. He's older, playing a really good defense. You know, it's going to be a tough spot. And it's not – obviously, they want to win the game. They don't want to fuck around and lose the game. But they're in the – you know, they're they're in the playoffs, essentially. This yeah. is a – Not going to win the division. Already yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, but I guarantee they cover that seven. You want to do a beer bet before we do the big beer bet? Yeah. Firm handshake. Jets plus seven. What a fucking idiot I am. God damn it. <laughs> you just bet on the New York Jets. <laughs> you just got punked. <laughs> uh, and then we'll uh, we'll reconvene after that game, break it down, and jump into this fucking week 17 slate. Should be fun. Yeah, it's it's such a tough balance because it's like you're sad it's ending, but playoffs coming is so exciting. Playoffs, you know, you get it. Your team's in the hunt. It's like it's it's great time, you know. Hey, I've already been looking ahead, dude. If the Chiefs lose their next two, which they play, let me let me just let's let's just get into this real quick. We won't spend too much Are time. Are you doing a Ra- Raiders AFC West division champion? They play the Bengals next week. The Chiefs mm-hmm. can the Bengals beat them? Oh, yeah. 100%. The Raiders play the Colts. The Raiders can beat the Colts. Okay? And then they're a game apart. Who has the tiebreaker? The Raiders. The Raiders do. The Raiders play the Broncos in last week of the year. Unfortunately, the Chiefs play the Chargers. But as we just saw, they got a little juice, new coach. That week, new coach, new GM, you know are coming to town. Guys are playing for their jobs. Yeah. Anything can happen. No, you're right. You're right. Could you fucking imagine? I'll hit, I'll hit the biggest of <laughs> if that happens. Okay. Hey, I can't fucking wait for that. You got any wise words to send us out on? Man, just Merry Christmas, Happy New Year on the way. Just spread the love, spread the good vibes. You know, everyone, everyone's got their own shit going on. Just be happy. Handle your business. Take care of yourself. Don't stress on the small stuff, man. Just live that life. It's good. Too bad love's on STD. We might have more of it, you know? <laughs> That's facts, man. Next day. With that, I'll see you at the water cooler. Cheers. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Steady. If you wanna live it, place it in your mind. Everything could change in just one night. There we go again, talking real heavy. Listen up, world, I think I'm talking pretty steady. If you wanna live it, place it in your mind. Everything could change in just one night.